Hi everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home With Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. And if you're new around here, this podcast is split into two parts. First, we talk through our top five of the week, and then in part two, we'll answer your questions and discuss a particular topic gathered from the At Home With Facebook page. Hello. Lily just sent me a virtual yawn, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did. I yawned on Skype. And then Anna yawned and it was, it was a real moment. It was a really good yawn. That felt, yeah. Yeah. Mine was a good yawn too. I think we needed that. I mean, it's, it's quarter past 10 on a Monday when we're recording this, but it, yeah. that's still quite, that's early-ish. Exactly. Early-ish. I don't know. I've been up since six. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. I know. How was your weekend? Oh my word. It was so good. Um, are, we, are we going to go do like peak of the weeks? Cause I feel like my weekend is basically my peak of the week. Oh, go on then. Um, peak of the week. Number one, um, our neighbour's cat gave, let me give him such good pets yesterday that I walked into the house. I like pet this cat outside and I walked into the flat and I said to Mark, I was like, I think I need to go back out and pet the cat again because that was just so good. And Mark was like, well, you can, like nothing is stopping you. So I went back out and I pet the cat again. Like, oh my God, this cat, if it was, if this cat was available, for us to take in, I would 100% have him. He is gorgeous. And he was like bopping his, he was like, wow, I'm going way, way into the cat. <laughs> oh, when they like push your head, their head into you. Yeah, literally. Yeah. He was like jumping up to like push his head Cute. into my hand. Oh my God. It was Do you think you'd amazing. get a cat when, like, when you move one day? I really can't handle like cat sick or cat food. So I feel like <laughs> petting neighbor's cats is you're getting all the good bits, you know? But mm. I mean, petting pets is lovely it's very like therapeutic that's really a highlight but also it's father's day at the weekend and I got to see my dad from a distance we went for a walk and then we sat in their garden and had fish and chips um and my dad used the Deliveroo app for the first time and (laughs) it was such a new and novel experience to him he was he just couldn't believe he couldn't believe it I was like okay so this is what you do like he, he downloaded the app and then I was like, hey, here's what you do. You do like fish and chips. And you could say whether you wanted like salt and vinegar or no salt and vinegar on your fish and chips. Like you can, you know, you can customize it. Tap was like, this is bloody brilliant. I can add my curry sauce on here. I was like, yeah, add your curry sauce on. And then obviously you order it and it's like, he's like, oh my God, it's in the kitchen. I was like, oh dad, you just wait till the guy's out for delivery. Like then you can like literally stalk them. And then dad was like, oh my God, he's on his way. He's on his way. And then when when this guy pulled up outside, I was like, oh, you're here like a like a moped scooter and you're that it's here honestly I have never my dad was grinning from ear to ear he was like thank you so much mate and the guy was like oh no worries like stay safe like dad was over the moon he was like it's still hot this is amazing definitely going to use this again um this is not sponsored by delivery but my my dad is available for delivery sponsorship um literally he was just like this is the greatest thing he was like how much how much was the delivery I was like two pound fifty he's like Oh, I don't think that's too bad, is it, Jane? And, and him and my mum were, yeah, they were very, very excited by the whole thing. Had he never heard of it before? He just never thought to use it. I think he'd never thought to use it. And I think he thought it maybe didn't deliver out to where they are, but it did. Amazing. And honestly, like watching my dad order a delivery was the highlight of my week. He was so happy. So that happy. Is so cute. <laughs> Father's Day was so nice. This is the first year that I haven't just written to dad. Happy Father's Day. Love you so much. Love. I always put number three, Lily. Uh, this year, I am a parent myself. So I ended up writing an essay. Oh. Because I think when you become a parent, you like appreciate your parents on like a whole different level. I literally wrote a list of things that I'm thankful for. Because also we're not that sort of family. I never like tell my dad like, thank you or like why I love him. So yeah, I literally wrote a list. He was like, oh my God, this is intense. (laughs) That's Um, so cute. We had a nice Father's Day too. I think my peak of the week also happened over the weekend. Um, I put up a video yesterday, which was like a very honest Q&A where I answered questions that I've avoided answering in the past. And Anna watched it actually during the week. I sent it to her first to be like, can you just watch this? I'm scared. (laughs) Um, and it was just, I just got such an amazing reaction. Um, you know, well, I didn't do it for the views. There was no clickbait going on. It was more just, I don't know. I feel like I really like connected with my audience yeah. and it was just really interesting comments and stuff. And it made me think that I think for one of our future topics, we could maybe talk about like beauty standards because yeah. the whole discussion around like moles and how they're airbrushed out. And obviously there's so many other things that we're like, you know, 
aiming for because of these like beauty standards that just aren't real i think that'd be something really interesting that we could discuss in future episodes i think so for sure i mean watching that video i obviously know you pretty well i've known you for years and i messaged lily after she'd like sent it to me to preview and i was just like i feel like i know you better like and that's me it's it's like a close friend of yours i was just like wow i feel like that was like bare bones lily there and it was really vulnerable and, and really like amazing for you to talk about and the mole thing really really like got got me and you're right you've you've had experiences where you've had a photo shoot and they have airbrushed out your moles like actually what the fuck <laughs> like yeah. that is just so wrong and then also what you were sharing on in your instagram story after of like people having similar experiences even like people with their graduation photo having yeah moles airbrushed out i just think that is absolute madness it's crazy and there's so many different things i think we grow up thinking like oh I wish I had that and I think that would be really interesting to talk about because I'm sure you have things yeah. as well that you like hated growing up um yeah so let, let's jot that down for a future episode I think that'd be really good I'm gonna make a note of it now thanks for sure I, thanks. I also have a really funny like um airbrush out story I'm gonna save it for that one because it's so <laughs> okay. ridiculous you'll be like no way did a brand do that oh yeah it's good oh what tease <laughs> what a tease <laughs> <laughs> What's your watch like share repeat of the week? Oh my god. I feel like I feel like sometimes with these they're like educational or informative or they really like elicit some kind of emotion in us. This is plain stupid. So like please So is mine. Is it really? Oh my god. Yeah. If it's the same Lily, I will literally eat a banana. Um I saw this <laughs> in a tweet. This is the thing, I don't really use Twitter as a platform. Like I don't I, I kind of go on and I, I use it to like share my latest video, but I don't really engage on Twitter. Like, so really sorry. If you ever send me a tweet, I'm terrible on it. Like send me an email, send me a DM. You've got much more chance of me replying. I, I, I use it very much as just like a scrolling when I'm a bit bored. And I was like scrolling through and I saw it's a video. It's like only 10 seconds long. I'll put it in the show notes. If you want to laugh, this video will make you laugh. It's a video of a guy. And I don't know if you've seen it, People putting elastic bands around watermelons. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, so it's like you're putting all these elastic bands around watermelon and then the watermelon explodes and it's just the fun. It's just like slapstick comedy. The funniest, like, 15 seconds. I sent it to my sister in New Zealand. I was like, Megan, I think you really appreciate this. And she's like, thank you. I do. This is so great. If you just want to watch something on repeat a few times and, like, have a little giggle... I, I actually I just think it's hilarious it it's it's tickled me greatly this week is it just the watermelon exploding that you like or is it like the person's reaction oh both both <laughs> okay, it's very okay. it's like very dramatic but very short and it happens very quickly um amazing yeah I, I, ne- I have no interest in doing it myself but watching other people do it love <laughs> love it <laughs> thank you for um gifting us with that beautiful <laughs> educational <laughs> internet oh, Lily, share come on like share something that's that's more highbrow than that please mine is so highbrow oh is it yeah the account on instagram that i am recommending this week is at 90s celeb vibes oh <laughs> i love that like 90s anxiety i love a 90s celeb account on instagram <laughs> oh my god i love it every photo like the one i loved this week was like leonardo dicaprio when he was in his titanic days and there's like some of Gwyneth Paltrow and there's just so many I feel like 90s celebs just had like such a look and so many of the photos are like black and white and I don't follow that many accounts on Instagram like that they're mainly like people that I follow but I'm really enjoying this one it's just a real a real throwback especially because sometimes their photos you haven't seen before there was like the Spice Girls backstage with Backstreet Boys did you see that one on 90s Anxiety and I was just like oh that is, that's yeah, a lot, all my things colliding there in one photo. They're not like promo sh- uh, shots. They're like Polaroids or like their first, um, not like CV. I don't know what it's called, you know, like famous <laughs> yeah. people do stuff. You know what I mean? I know what you um, mean. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great account. Highly recommend. Their CV. Wow, we've, our recommendations this week, terrible. Terrible, but hopefully entertaining. What about Top of the Box, Lily? What have you been watching? Um, Somebody Feed Phil is back, which oh, is just one this. of my all-time favorite programs on Netflix, Phil Rosenthal. He travels around the world, which is a bit weird to watch at the moment because you're like, oh, wow, he's traveling. He obviously recorded it before. Um, He travels around the world and tries different food, but it's so good. If you're like really into food, it's so good to just like watch and learn about all the different cultures and food 
around the world but also he's just so passionate and his face is so expressive it's just like so great to watch so season three london's in this one which i was excited about and yeah i just love him it's so great um, I've also watched a couple of other things though. Me and Rich are re-watching The OC. Oh, I never Lily, re-watch no. things. We are, I never re-watch things, but we <laughs> ran out of stuff to watch and we started watching The OC. Oh my God, I love it. Did you ever watch it? I loved The OC. The OC is my introduction into YouTube because back in the day I would find clips because it obviously ran in America before it did here in the UK. And so oh. I would find clips on YouTube like episode four season four part one of seven and I would like watch I would watch the OC on YouTube back in the day back in the day it's so great it's so great so not much to say about that other than we're enjoying it it's just like an easy watch and then I actually watched a film this week I know films are usually your thing on this (laughs) podcast um I actually watched a film and I'm not sure how I feel about it I'm gonna mention it anyway but I don't know how I feel about it so it's not like a huge recommendation it's more of like a discussion Mm -hmm. it's called Jojo Rabbit have you ever seen it oh heard of it yes Scarlett Johansson is in it right yeah it's satire which I'm never sure like how I feel about it because it's basically like you're laughing at something you shouldn't really be laughing at and it makes you feel uncomfortable and awkward but it's also quite like clever in how it's done so it's about World War II and it's about a young German boy, I think he's about 10, and his imaginary friend who's Hitler, and he discovers that his mum is hiding a young Jewish girl in their house. And at first you're like, oh God, this feels really awkward and inappropriate to be laughing. But then actually by the end of it, it's quite interesting to see it all through a young boy's eyes and see him go from someone who's desperate to join like Hitler youth to actually be quite like sympathetic about everything and I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Maybe you should add it to your film club and then you can let me know what oh, you think. Oh, yeah. To be fair, it is my turn. I think on next Sunday, it's my turn for film club. We've got back to me. What did, what did you watch this week? This week, we watched two films. I'm not going to lie, really weren't my bag. Um, but it did give me the opportunity to remove my gel nail polish during, <laughs> <laughs> during one of them. So I'm going to do some multitasking here. Uh, one of our friends, Matt, picked Ed Wood. Um, so like, ed and then wood second name and that was a film that had johnny depp sarah jessica parker in it um and was a film about ed wood was like not really like famous when he was alive necessarily but more famous like after he died um he did like trashy horror flicks in like the 1950s and it was sort of like a real life depiction of his life um it wasn't bad it wasn't great it just kind of was in the middle for us and then last night we watched North by Northwest, which is like a Cary Grant film. My friend Steve picked this one. Um, it's a Hitchcock film. I'd never watched a Hitchcock film before. Um, but I think from what they were talking about, it's probably like better ones to watch than North by Northwest. Um, it, was a, it was a little bit James Bondy, a little bit like action thriller, falls in love with the girl who we shouldn't fall in love with. Like just, it just was, wasn't my bag. But we've got our wild card pick, you know, with the whole like, spinny thing that's coming up uh on thursday so i'm looking forward to that wild card mixed bag who knows yeah you, you got to get some more fun films in there i feel like you're going off the whole idea because every week you're like mm, wasn't a massive fan of the film this week yeah basically i if someone could just pick shrek that would be brilliant that would be great Right, what about show and tell, Lily? What have you got? I love that you do also normally show me as well. Is, is, have you got it with you? Of course you have. Of oh, course yeah. you have. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. I feel like I can't talk about things unless I'm like holding them. Maybe that's just the YouTuber in me. <laughs> um, this week, I want to talk about skincare capsules. So I'm back on beauty this week. I have a few different skincare capsules. I've got the Oscar Super C, and then I've got two from Elizabeth Arden, the Ceramide Capsules and the Retinol Ceramide Capsules. If you guys don't know about capsules, because I think they're a bit um, misunderstood, people often look at things and think, oh my God, that's so wasteful. It's, you know, when you see and you think like, are they, is it a pill? Is it a skincare product? They're actually encapsulated in this material that's completely biodegradable. So it's not at all bad for the environment, but there is a reason behind it. It's not just gimmicky. It's so that the product inside is protected from like temperature, from light. And I really love using them. First of all, you get like the perfect amount. So Mm -hmm. you're not like wasting product and using too much. I really like that. And I imagine they're good for traveling with when we eventually travel again. Um, But also the product inside. Have you used any of these three that I just mentioned? Um, I've definitely used some kind of Elizabeth Arden one and I have used the Oscar ones. The Oscar ones are cute because they're in a heart shape as well. 
Yeah, so I really enjoy using vitamin C um, as a morning serum, but also this Elizabeth Arden ceramide capsule. I don't think I've ever used like ceramide before. Ceramide actually helps to retain the skin's moisture and protect against any irritants. And they're so like thick and gloopy and it feels amazing on the skin. And like the retinol one is really nice as well. I have, my skin's quite sensitive. It hasn't like reacted at all to it. And retinol is great if you're over 30. There you go, <laughs> link to the, to the podcast. Um, I just think these are all really great. Yeah. So here's some, here's some. Oh yeah. Can you shake like them for nice. us, please? Oh, no, they wait. Oh, no. Oh, this they, is so they're disappointing. Like, they're, they're, they're like, they're not hard. Oh, wait, look. No, no. Oh, literally all the, all through that, I was just like, go on, Lily, shake them, like get some ASMR. <laughs> I love them. Do you use any capsules? I don't use any currently, but I have I have used them in the past. The Oscar ones are really, really nice. And the, the, um, the Cer- like you said, the Ceramidin ones, no, Ceramide. I'm thinking I'm yeah. getting confused with the Dr. Chart, the Dr. Chart things um are like you said so juicy so good if you've got dry skin like beautiful i'm totally addicted like i'm definitely going to repurchase these when i finish them yeah love them what about you what's your show and tell this week i haven't got them here with me but i'm just going to hold up my hands like this just pretend i'm holding them the arquette linen shorts have you seen them online oh they're 35 pounds they come in lots of different shades and they come in shades that like match also the linen shirts so you can get a linen shirt linen shorts color matched beautiful arquette linen is a delight like it's so soft washes really well um i would say not like size down necessarily but i'm definitely like a small medium like whenever something comes in a smaller or a medium i never know what one to go for i would say go for the smaller size if you're a little bit like between sizes um because they are super elasticated super stretchy good for just like loungewear wearing down the house like wearing down the beach just when it's it's going to be very hot this week who knows it might happen again during the summer and i'm very excited to wear them they're just very comfortable ooh are they see through like can you see your knickers oh mm this is always my problem with linen because I just, I haven't got a very like nice underwear selection. I've got like black M&S bikini pants and that's about it. To be fair, if you have black and M&S bikini pants on underneath the beige ones, I reckon you probably could see them. But if you wore like nude or white, could you still see them? Or would you have to like wear a thong? Because that's just a no-no for me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> see, I, I do. Here you go conversation controversial conversation time I love a thong and I never thought I would me and Lily have spoken about this over the years and been like oh no way no way honestly the Victoria's Secrets ones are very comfortable no VPL no need to worry about this Lily's just dying she's a bit no more- VPL that's because it's like up your- <laughs> this is no VPL I don't get it I just don't believe you sorry sorry people who say that they have comfy thongs they're just lying <laughs> I love whenever we get onto songs it's always very controversial I love it it's so funny <laughs> what about food Lily 100% yum what, what you been eating this week well my gift to Rich for Father's Day was a patty and bun <gasps> DIY kit they've started doing these since lockdown because obviously no one's going to their restaurants and it's really good it's not like so you don't get anything fresh in it. You don't get the lettuce. You actually don't get chips, which we didn't know. Luckily, we got like a delivery order of some chips. But you get everything you need to build the perfect patty and bun burger. And it really is as good as having it. I mean, it's like the best burger I've ever had because the quality of the meat is incredible and the bacon. And then it has this little instructions of like how to build your burger, like what to put on each side of the bun. It comes with pickles. It comes with their special sauce. I mean, we haven't eaten like that in so long. We kind of got like meat sweats afterwards and it's terrible <laughs> but during eating it oh my god it was just the best burger and it was such a like fun present they're delivering all over the uk so um it's not just like a london thing so everyone can get involved really recommend it it comes with four burgers as well i'm i'm salivating it's like mm. half 10 now and i'm salivating you would love it oh i would love it. although we can get delivery patty and patty and but Lily. This is the thing. If you live in like a uh, smaller area, you get all the good stuff. Like all the good stuff for London is like in town. Oh, no way I'd have that on delivery. We get all the good stuff. I, I don't want to say that it's a weekly thing, but I also don't <laughs> want to like not say it's a weekly thing. Like it happens it happens more often than I wish to uh, talk about, but it's So delicious. jealous. Um, I have, oh my God, we've been making muffins this week. I've had a muffin moment. 
Um, our friends Matt and Sally always make muffins. They've got little silicon like muffin cases and they're always dropping muffins around. And I never make them. You know me, I'm a cookie girl. I like a brownie or like a lemon drizzle cake, but muffins haven't really like dabbled with them too much. But I found this recipe, I'll link it in the show notes, for lemon and poppy seed muffins and it is a delight. Mm. Anyone who had one gave me compliments back. And I, I think in the recipe that I'm sharing, it has like a glaze, but I made like an icingy sugar, like proper like lemon drizzle oh. to go over the top. And I think that just finished it off. Oh I, my God, please drop some off at ours. Lily, you know. Next time you're driving past. <laughs> next time I'm driving past, 100% someone will be coming away. But I'll, I'll pop the recipe down below. And I, I'm thinking of doing a blog post because I have like tweaked it slightly. Um, so lemon and poppy seed muffin recipe coming soon. I'll definitely try this. I like making muffins for grey, but more like savoury ones. Can I just ask, are poppy seeds, is that just for texture or fl- do they add any flavour? I think it's more just a texture thing. It's one of those like classic combinations, but I don't really know why it's a combination. It looks it looks good. Yeah, it does. What is like, is it all like black and speckly yeah. inside? Oh, yeah. that's nice. They, they, they're very, very easy to make as well. Literally like 30 minutes. So mm, I love lemony cakes. Highly recommend those. But have you got any other updates for us this week? I don't think so. No, Do you? Me too. Oh, I think we might have something exciting coming to like supplement the podcast. You have to look out for that on um, Instagram stories. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, aren't you excited? What a tease! I'm very excited. <laughs> things have been finalised this morning. I think so. Yes, <laughs> exciting things to come on Instagram stories keep your eyes peeled for that um but shall we head on to part two right you ready i think so i don't know i I messaged anna the other day and i was like i'm nervous for this one i don't know why i get nervous whenever i have to like remember stuff i panic i can't remember what i did yesterday let alone a few years ago you really cracked me up because i was driving so i didn't see your messages and in the space that i've been driving you'd like freaked out changed your mind calmed yourself down and you're like it's okay fine i'll speak to you about it on monday i was like okay <laughs> that usually happens i like freak out i'm like do you think we should have a call now to discuss this and then like by the time you reply i'm like it's okay i think, really okay. I think i've calmed down but today we're going to talk about turning 30 um i am 30 lily is oh my god lily we 32 have, yeah Lily's 32, but we really had to like go back and forth on that. I was like, I'm sure you're 31. And she was like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm 32. Lily's I'll be 33 in December. And I'll be 31 in September. So we've both like, we've crossed the threshold. We're into our 30s. And then we went on our Facebook group and we asked you guys for questions and we sort of collated them into like different topics. And um, I guess we want to like kind of put disclaimer here. We've mentioned our ages. We're both married. We both own our properties and Lily also has a child. Um, And so that's just kind of like where we're at with our life. Um, But Lily has been like asking around and we're hopefully going to like pepper other people's experiences in as well instead of just us. Because obviously we're just, we're in that category of, you know, we'll get to it. But there's a whole discussion of like, oh my God, you have to be married with a kid by 30. Yeah. It's like, we are married. We do have properties. So we're yeah. very aware of that. Yeah, exactly. Like Anna said, we've spoken to friends and we've both been with our guys since, like I was 19 when I met Rich. How old were you? Uh, 19. Yeah, I met him on my yeah. 19th birthday. So we definitely have one type of experience here to share. Yeah. So what did we both think that our lives would look like at 30? Like when we were younger, what, what were you picturing in your head? Well, my sister Jojo had her first kid at 28. So I definitely thought that would be a thing. But I just, I think when I was younger, I always thought, yeah, by 28, I'll be like married with a baby. Um, And actually by 28, I was still living at home with my parents. Yeah. (laughs) So it was quite different. I also think that I thought life would be like sex in the city and I'd be like Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) That's how I imagined my 30s would be. (laughs) That's pretty cool. See, I think I thought that, by 30, I would feel really adult. I was like, oh my God, 30? Like, I remember being young and thinking that 17 was old. I was just like, oh my God, when I'm 17, I'm gonna have all my shit together. And I think I thought, oh my God, by the time I'm 30, like I'm a, I'm a proper, I'm a proper adult. And I don't feel like a proper adult at all. Mm. And I, I wonder if you ever do though. Yeah, I'm not sure you do. I'm really, even my grandma, she's like, I feel like I'm 20. She's 80. <laughs> like, I, I don't think you ever do. And I think the same as you, my... You, I guess it depends also what your parents have done. So my mum had me when she was 27. So I was thinking like, oh, by 30, oh, I'd definitely be like one kid down. 
if we're lucky enough to be able to have children. So I definitely thought I would have a ch- I would enter my 30s with a child. I was there at my mum's 30th birthday. So there's literally a photo of me like looking at her 30th birthday cake, like like salivating. So I really thought that would be me. And, I, and that is obviously like not materialized. But other things have, like you mentioned, like, yeah, we own our property and yes, I'm married, but like, I definitely thought I would have a kid. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? The things, expectation versus reality. But also, like you said, it's a generational thing. It's changed so much from, like Rich's mom was 21 when she had him. I was. What? I know. And this, there are still people that have kids at 21, but I think people are having kids. There must be statistics that people are like having kids like later on and more into their thirties than previous generations. Um, I guess we want to talk about, we both bought properties before we turned 30. Like, let's have a chat about that and like how that came around. Yeah, so I was 28. I was just very lucky in that I could live at home. Like, that's what I realized. Like, after uni, a lot of people didn't go back to their family homes. I went back to my family home. I was even allowed for Rich to move in and stay. And I just used that time. Like I worked really hard to get different jobs, build up my CV, but I I saved, I saved until I was 28. Um, So I didn't like take it for granted that I was able to live at home. You know, I wasn't kind of taking the piss there, but I was just so lucky that I was able to save because that's the hardest thing, being able to save for some kind of deposit. I really put off, I really didn't want to have to rent if I didn't have to, obviously I would have, but I just thought let's save as much as we can. I was also lucky, well, Lucky's a funny word because I'd much rather have my grandma still here. But I was lucky that when my grandma passed away, she left um, all of her grandchildren a little bit of money to put towards whatever they wanted. We weren't allowed to touch it till we were 25. So I think she died when I was maybe like 18. But um, I was allowed to get it when I was 25. And I put that towards saving for a deposit as well. Yeah, I think we had like a similar experience. Like Mark and I did... I did the same as Lily. I like came home for about a year, like a year and a half after uni and like lived back at home in the box room because my sister had been upgraded to the big room. And I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not happy about this, but fine. Living rent-free, obviously being able to save. I was doing kind of internships at the time, really. Um, So I sort of lived at home for a year and a half and then me and Mark rented in London. And that's another thing you mentioned about renting, like renting in London. Whoo, Jesus, very, I mean, it was expensive when we rented there. And that was like, eight years ago now I can't even imagine what the rent is like now so if you are lucky enough to be able to live at home in London why not give it a go and so we rented there and I remember sitting down at having dinner one night and literally talking we were like maybe we'll be able to afford a place by the time we're 40 like that that was kind of the conversation we were having it was like we don't think this is ever going to happen for us anytime soon like yeah that that was the aim by the time we're 40 let's try and be homeowners And then again, like similar to Lily, you don't want to say lucky. Sadly, um, a very close member of Mark's family died and their their home was divided between Mark and his siblings. And that allowed us to have money for a deposit. And and yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, you're not lucky because you'd rather that person obviously still be here. But because of that, that that allowed us to kind of basically have some money for a deposit. And then our jobs are kind of weird. Our jobs were going really well, like, I'm talking about mine and Lily's there. We get paid in kind of chunks. So it is easier to save, I think, in a way. And yeah, it just, it all happened really quickly. We went from like, oh my God, we're not going to move until we're 40 to like, oh, wow. Okay, this is, uh, this is a turn out for the books. Let's like see, let's see what we can get. And I mean, we couldn't afford to uh, buy a flat in London. So obviously we came back down to Brighton. Really lucky that Mark loves where I grew up as much as I do. And our money went a lot further down here. And but that's kind of how I think I think we were about twenty five. I was twenty five. Mark was about twenty seven. That's amazing. Yeah, like I just I never ever 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 thought that would happen. And then we're still we're still here five years later, and Mark and I are still in the flat, and we love it, having a great time. I also remember having to like wait a couple of years as well because at that point I was self employed, and it's quite hard to get a mortgage when you're self employed. Yeah, I remember like needing to wait, especially because of our types of jobs. It's so like. You know, you don't have the same amount of salary every year. I had to wait a few years to like get something to prove to them I had like a proper job. Yeah, I think it's like so three years of accounts. If you're sort yeah. of like self-employed or you're owning your own business, I think it's sort and of And it has to be years. three years of like good, solid, yeah. like so it shows it's not going anywhere basically. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is crazy. Like, do you think we felt pressure to like achieve enough by the age of 30? This was a question that came up a lot, kind of like comparing ourselves to friends, 
like where do we think this like 30s freak out comes from yeah so I was like talking to my friends who are either single now or only recently in relationships and they also just felt like leading up to their 30th it was just like this like ticking biological clock that they kind of felt but other people were like putting that pressure on them um the fact that they wanted to like tick things off by the time they were 30 and you know, one of my friends said that she actually stopped attending Hindus and baby showers because she just found it all too much. Like every time she just felt sad that she was like the only, she felt like the only one, obviously she wasn't, but it kind of felt like that in her little mm. friendship bubble. I was trying to think about where this like pressure comes from. I guess it, it's biology really, because yeah. no matter how things change in terms of women being more career focused or, you know, stay at home dads or anything like that, there's still that pressure that, once you get closer to 40, 45, it's harder to have a baby. Yeah. And that's probably not going anywhere. And that's quite sad, really. Yeah. That we're always going to have that biological timeline, like almost, I don't know what the word is I'm thinking of, but that is kind of unfair, I think. Yeah, you're, you're right. It, it, it is it is that biology aspect. And it's, it's that combined with our parents' generation perhaps had children earlier and so there is that kind of like, hey, you're 31 this year, like time to start popping that. So I think it's a combination of those two things. Although I have to say, I think in terms of pressure and where I feel the pressure from most, I am so grateful for both of our families, really like my family and Mark's family who don't say those types of things. Like I know some people, oh my gosh, my friend who is single, well, actually she's she is kind of taken now. But her mum literally is like, when are you going to give me the kids? Like, give, give me the kids. I want them now. Like, freeze your eggs. Get a sperm donor. Like, just, <laughs> just anything to have grandchildren. Whereas my parents have always been so respectful with that. And I think if Mark and I couldn't have children or decided not to have children, I don't think they would ever show that disappointment to us or put pressure on us to do something that we didn't want to do or couldn't do for some reason. So I'm so so grateful for that. And I, I think even friends, like it's different with friends. I think if anyone asks, it's it's not from like a judgy place. It's probably from like a interested place. I think the majority of pressure that I feel weirdly comes from the internet and what we do. And those comments that people write that they probably don't even think anything of, but can, you, you, you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I saw like someone in our blogger world um, announced their pregnancy yesterday and one of her friends another blogger had commented underneath like oh my god congratulations like so happy for you both and someone had commented you're next underneath and it's like no no please please can we just stop that attitude of like you're next can't wait for you to have kids too like you do not know what is going on in that couple's life or that couple's head or maybe they don't want to have kids or maybe they can't or maybe they're trying like I think honestly I feel the pressure from online more than I do from like offline life we had that once me and Rich got married every wedding we attended my parents generation their friends would be like oh you next you next yeah. I think it's definitely a generational thing I think my parents generation is very much like that and I think our generation will be the ones to make the change I think millennials are much more aware of fertility issues people's feelings and I I hope that we won't do that to our kids and then maybe that's where the change will come. Yeah. I do think like coming from a Jewish family, there's a lot of like, oh my God, are you gonna have, when are you gonna have kids? And that's just because it means so much the family aspect to have kids. I think it would be quite unusual for someone not to. Um, so you said you don't get pressure from your family. I don't really think I get pressure, but there's definitely that like feeling of like, that's what you're working towards. Yeah. Like when are you having kids? Yeah. It's not really a decision of if you if you are or if you're not. It's really interesting, isn't it? Like, do you compare yourself to friends or do you feel like you're quite good at like blocking it out and just focusing on you and Rich? Oh my God, I'm I'm married with a house and a baby and I still get panicked that my best friends are on, have already had two kids. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, wait, but I'm on one and they're on two. And that means like, if I want to have three, like, do I have time between now and being like 40, 40? Like, it's so hard not to, isn't it? It's so hard not to, like, to actually take the time to think, what do I want? Or what am I, am I just doing this for someone else or because I think I have to? That's, I mean, and that is the thing. That is the crux of it. It's like, you have to make decisions based on you. And if you're in a partnership, you have to make decisions based on your partnership. Like, it isn't to do with 
it's not a race. It's not a race to the end. It's not a race just because that person's pregnant. So I need to be pregnant as well. And I think that's what I've really tried to do over the last couple of years is like focus on what is right for me and Mark, like not not just doing things because of everyone else. There's not just a pressure to have a baby. There's definitely a pressure when you're in a couple, in a relationship to get engaged. Yeah. And I really remember with you, and I've had this with my some of my other friends as well, you get to the point where you become a bit obsessed with wanting to get engaged. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I have to get engaged. And then I remember you got engaged. And then how long till you got married? Uh, 18 months. Well, t- <laughs> you 12, kind of like 12 months before we even up. booked anything. You got so obsessed with getting engaged that once you got engaged, you kind of went off the whole idea. Oh my God. I am so like, not at like, I'm not anti-marriage. That's like not what I think, but I am so pro like people who are like we're not fussed about getting married I'm so just like you know what good for you like honestly weddings for me I not I find difficult I find it hard when people I think it is it's one of those pressures where people do what they feel that they should do they do a big one when they don't want to do a big one or they might feel pressured to have a small one when they want a big one I think oh my gosh weddings is like a whole separate topic around Family pressure, societal pressure, pressure from your friendship group. What do you mean you're not going to have bridesmaids? Of course you have to have bridesmaids. What do you mean you're not going to have a cake? Of course you have to have a cake. Like all of these little things, these traditions, which people feel very strongly about. And I think people tend to like lose their heads with their wedding days and sort of do things that they don't want to do to make other people happy. And yeah, I, I really, I was like, propose to me now, God damn it. God, like, come on. And then he did. And then, yeah, you're right. I was just like, Oh my God, we, we couldn't decide what we wanted to do for a wedding. It was like, do we do the thing that makes everyone happy and costs us 20,000 pounds? Or do we do what we want to do? And it took us a long time of like grappling with that. And we in the end, we did do what we wanted to do. And I'm really happy we did. Um, but yeah, you're so right. That pressure to kind of get engaged and like get things moving and get to the next stage. Yeah. And actually now- Do you think you actually wanted to be engaged or do you think you just kind of got sucked into the pressure of it? Oh, I think I really got sucked into the pressure of it completely. And probably Mark did as well. But it's so silly because I don't think our relationship is any different because we're married. Like I'm so pre I'm so pro people doing whatever they want to do in that sense. Like you do not have to get engaged. You do not have to get married. You do not have to have a big wedding. It's I, I genuinely feel like my relationship is exactly the same with Mark. Like whatever we did. I don't regret getting married at all. I'm happy that we did. But I just think it didn't. People were like, oh my God, you get married and it's like so different. Like takes to the next mm. level and I'm like it I for us personally I, I don't feel like it did I feel like we're the same yeah we'd been together for seven years before we got engaged and I remember it being like seven years oh come on Rich hurry up put a, put yeah. a ring on it or whatever people say and also like I remember even in my head thinking like I don't there's this weird pressure there's this weird idea that you can't have babies before you yeah are married and I think it comes down to like a technical thing like when I used to think about it I, I think well if we have a baby now like whose surname will they have? Or like, what would happen if I have to travel with this? There's these like horror stories that go around. Yeah. If a mum travels with a baby and you're not married, it's like really complicated. And like, oh, I think I was just like, come on, let's just get married so that we can then get to the next step. Like you said, it's like stepping stones. Yeah. And you feel like you need to buy a property, then you get engaged and then you have a, I mean, I'm embarrassed that I've actually followed that because yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not really like that as a person, but you do feel the pressure to kind of follow those little stepping stones. Yeah, you, you really do. And I think now we're at the point with friends that I've got that people are like you know what my priority is having a baby and they're like and actually Mm. I'm happy to I I don't care about not being married like we can get married at a later date like with our children there at the wedding service yeah you're so right it's always a bit embarrassing we're we're both like so pro do whatever you want and then we've both (laughs) done like we've both or we've both done the steps that you're in brackets supposed to do um but I think as you get older you sort of realize you don't, you don't have to conform to that. You can do whatever the hell it is that you want. I, I think that com- yeah. comes from like, comes from like an age thing, I think. I don't, I don't think I Definitely. thought this clearly about it at like 24 for example. Well, we'll come to that, like how we feel now in our 30s because I definitely feel different. But do you, do you have any regrets from your 20s? I, I don't know. I've thought about this question. I, I, I don't know about the whole regrets thing. Like, is it, is it, what's it called that, um, the film where the guy has got the tattoo that says no ragrets. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Do you know that film that's got it in? Oh my God, it's got Jennifer Aniston in. It's a great film. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure I do. I, I just think, I think so differently now yeah. to how I did back as a 20 year old. I think I'm much more measured. I think I can be much more, not like less emotional, but I was, I was quite like, like not, <laughs> not crying all the time, but you know what I mean? It wasn't like a hothead. I wasn't like crying all the time, but I was very emotional. Like I couldn't form an argument without getting like really upset oh or yeah. I, I kind of couldn't control my emotions. And I feel like yeah. as an adult, I can be a bit, a bit more controlled in those situations. Do you know what I mean? Well, someone commented on our Facebook page saying, I personally feel like the decade of my 20s has all the angst of my teenage years, but with the addition of adult responsibilities. I think that just sums it up perfectly. <laughs> you have that kind of, you, I feel like until I got to my 30s, I, I didn't like chill. Like, so you have that like angsty, like, mm. but, but also the pressure to like be an adult and have a job and buy a property. And it's like, I'm not, you don't feel like prepared for that. Yeah, I, I think I'm much much better with like a slower pace of life now and like it doesn't have to be so full-on and you what you're juggling so much in your 20s relationships friendships with old friends new friends work um yeah like are you going to get married do you do you want to have children like saving you've probably got student debt like there is so much that you're juggling especially in those like early 20s years and even up until the late 20s even into your 30s I, I just think you I do think you get better at juggling all of those things and compartmentalizing those things almost. Yeah, I think I wouldn't change anything about my 20s. I'm glad that I worked as hard as I did to kind of set things up for my 30s in terms of like finding a career path that I enjoyed. But maybe I could have done a bit more like traveling, a bit more taking time away from work. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I was never the person who like took all my holiday of the year, like when I had a job, a normal job. Um, so maybe I would put more priority on that. I don't feel like, I feel like, people always told like, oh, do this and this, this before you have kids because then you can't. And I hate that attitude because it's just like, I'm the other side now and I can confirm. Like maybe when they're in school, it's a bit restricting, but you can still do those things once you have kids and it's even more enjoyable. But I do think like being spontaneous and having fun in your twenties is very important. You're so right. I think especially because we did that sort of self-employed thing, there was that feeling that if we didn't put a blog post live on that Monday. Like it was over. Like our careers were over if we didn't upload a YouTube video on a Sunday. Like everything that we've worked so hard towards would just be gone in a second. And I think we both accept now that is not the case. And and you're right, it's finding that balance between hustling and like working really effing hard, really. But also like, yeah, have fun, travel, go on holiday, go to the pub with your friends after work. Like- do the the fun things too yeah I never like for those years where I never took a holiday and like obviously we get to go on amazing press trips but we know that's it's not a holiday (laughs) so um yeah I wish I'd taken more like actual holidays yes for sure (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about actually turning 30 like did we set any goals for our 30s I'm really not a goal setter I don't like setting goals because then I've got something to fail at (laughs) oh Lily that's deep yeah (laughs) See, I do like to set goals, like a New Year's resolution, but I didn't, I think with what we do, and to be fair, just life in general these days, I don't think you can plan for a decade. That's planning for 10 years. Like that is a very long period of time. A lot of stuff can happen. I didn't set any goals for for my 30s, except for having an amazing 30th birthday party. I was quite hot on that. I was like, I want to have a house party to end all house parties. And I feel like I succeeded. The last person left at 4 a.m., like 4 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's good. I think I think we had a good party. But aside from that, I, I think it's how the hell are you supposed to plan for 10 years? I, I don't yeah. know. I looked back at my old bullet journals and I didn't plan for a decade, but every year I used to like do kind of goals for the following year. And I've got a lot of like, be more confident with this project and like embrace this. And I think I was just trying to encourage myself to have a bit more confidence in myself because that's really what like, the transition from your 20s to 30s is all about. Yeah. Um, what did I do for my 30th? I, I, oh yeah, I remember feeling like it was a funny time. All of our friends were all earning different salaries and like, you know, there's all of that going on within your friendship group. And I remember feeling like, patting myself on the back a bit of a like you've done well you've worked hard let's kind of celebrate that so I actually 
kind of treated my friends on my birthday and rented a house for us all to stay in for the weekend. And it was just the best thing I ever did because it was just a celebration of a great decade, working hard and having amazing friends around me. And that was just the best thing. It wasn't like a big party. It was just like a really lovely weekend. Some of my friends had babies, some didn't. And we all just kind of got together and it was really nice. FYI guys, I was on my honeymoon or else I 100% would have been there. (laughs) Oh my God, I forgot you didn't come. You would have loved it. It it sounded like it was so nice. You guys were like getting snowed in and we were having like a summer in New Zealand. It was, that was crazy. So crazy. Yeah. Um, So should we talk about life in our 30s? Like where we are now? I think so. Like how, how expectations of turning 30 compared to the reality? Well, I've spoken to you know, those friends I was saying who are in a very different position to us. And although they had so much like angst leading up to their 30th, unlike us who celebrated our 30th, a lot of my friends felt like they just didn't even want it to happen and just they were dreading it. And they all said that now they're probably the same age as me, so 32. It's like they feel totally different and they're so chill and they're so happy. And it's almost like you just have to cross that like threshold and things are different and... It really does seem that way for everyone in yeah. no matter the situation, like being in your thirties, you just have a new found like self-confidence and like a new found calm that you just don't seem to have in your twenties. And it doesn't seem to come from having a baby or anything because you don't have a baby and I do. And I think we both feel that way. Yeah. I don't know what it is that happens, but you suddenly just feel like, okay, I can do this. I think it's also, it sounds really morbid, but you, you start to lose people, right? And you think oh my God, life is too short to worry mm. about X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I start thinking, I'm like, if I am on my deathbed, am I going to be thinking, oh, I'm really happy I did this? Or am I going to be like, why the hell did I do that? Like, it's, it's that, I think you're just faced with like, okay, time is limited here. So let's like make the bloody most of it. Like, yeah. I, I feel much more like that and, and much more like not sweating the small stuff and like you said so much more confident in my decision making like mm-hmm. in trusting my gut and you definitely become more woke in your 30s which helps everything because you become way more aware of like life issues and other people's struggles and then it makes you reevaluate your life and makes you so much more appreciative of the things that you've got and I just feel like every day I'm like I get really emotional I'm like thank you mum for this and she's like oh god not again but you're less selfish right it, it's that yeah. moment you are so you're so much less selfish because you're just, I think you spend your 20s kind of focusing on you. It's like my yeah. job, my earnings, my living situation, my relationship with my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And I think, yeah, you get into your 30s and th- things start to fall in place. I think the thing I've learned is you will never have all the building blocks in a row at the same time, at the same height. So do you know what I mean? You might be, it's, it's the whole like the hob, right? You've always got like three ones burning on your hob and then something isn't working. Like there's always something. You might be have no money worries, but then someone might be really sick in your family or you might have health in your family, but actually you you cannot afford your rent or you're struggling with your work and you need to like move jobs. There's, there's just always, but you start to have peace with that. You start to have peace with the fact that, okay, this is what like I'm nailing right now. This is what's going really well. And this is the stressful thing. And I'm going to focus on that instead of, instead of just dramatizing things in your head and just and just being a real worrier about things that you can't control. Definitely. Did you feel like your friendships changed in your 30s? Um, this might just be me because I think when you have kids, your friendships definitely change. But I'm wondering in your, actually one of your friends has a One kid. of my friends has, so I've got kind of a, a super close group of like four girlfriends at home. One of them has a child, the other three of us don't. Obviously Lily has a child. And then I kind of have friends from like, Mark's friends from home, like that we're super close with, or like friends from uni that we're super close with, they don't have children. So I'm definitely in the majority still in my friendship group not to have children. Whereas you, for example, a load of your friends had kids before you had kids. So like, how did you, how did you find that? I think it is weird at first and you have to kind of work out. I mean, you'll know from being friends with me, but I guess you live a bit further away. Yeah. It, it definitely changes things. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie, having a kid. Uh, and now I've had one myself. I'm like so much more sympathetic of like, I used to be so annoying with my friends. Like <laughs> if they had to go home for the kid's nap at like one o'clock, I'd be like, oh God, can't they just like nap here? Like, I used to find it so <laughs> annoying. And now I'm like, oh yeah. I, I get it. it. <laughs> like you just, you just don't get it until you're in it. That's really hard. But I think it's all part of it and stronger, 
strong friendships will survive all of that. You just have to try and imagine what it's like being in the other person's position. Um, but yeah, definitely, def- things have definitely changed. Do you find that, have things changed between you and your friend who also doesn't have it? Like, imagine the kids aren't part of this equation. I th- have your friendships changed at all? I think we spend a lot of time talking about having children and talking about the, <laughs> the good things oh, and really? the bad things. As so you're like that. almost trying to decide together what to do. When. Yeah, it's almost like a focus group. Literally almost wow. a focus group um, quite often. And then I think with friends who do have children so like obviously you for example I think it's working out like what is my role as your friend right now and I I can't give you advice on how much cowpole to give Gray I cannot give you advice on weaning Gray you've, you've got other friends who can provide you with that and so I think we found our place in like we will always be like our only colleagues really like for each other and it's like whatever happens in both of our lives obviously if and when we have kids I'm sure you will be a great help with all all things that come along with that. But for now, I think we're each other's like, we are work. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously we're more than that. But like when it comes to career stuff, I mean, we are like each other's number one contact. And it's like working out that, yeah, I can't be there for you in that, in that part of your life, but I can be there for you in this part of your life. So obviously I love great bits. I love when she like makes a FaceTime appearance. It literally makes my day, but I cannot provide you with advice on being a mother. I am not a mother. There's also something really special as someone with a kid to have the friend who doesn't have the kid yet because when you meet up with a friend who has their own kids, they're kind of preoccupied with their own kids. They're not that interested in yours, understandably. So it's something also really special with having like a friend who hasn't yet got a kid and they could just come and play with yours and be excited for you. And that's also really nice. Like I haven't got many friends left who don't have kids. So you get my- Corona go away. So you and Mark (laughs) can come over, please. You get my full attention whenever I'm with you. Like for sure. Um, also, I think we've kind of chatted, there was so many questions about like having kids. So I think we've kind of chatted about that. I think a lot of, a lot of, there was this one question for me that was like, do I feel left out as the one with no babies? I totally do and hate when friends keep asking for updates, even though they don't know the circumstances. As, as I mentioned, although I am in me and Lily, although I am the one who doesn't have a baby, um, and in my friendship group, there is only one of us who has a baby. So it, it's different. I'm still in the majority. I can't imagine what like for example you Lily like you were in a situation where you were in the minority right the majority of your friends were having kids like how did that feel for you yeah I definitely felt like I like got it in my head that I like couldn't have a baby in the flat that I was in obviously you could but it was like a first floor flat and it was really small and I just didn't like want to yeah I wanted to like do my house renovation if I could first and you know all like completely privileged ridiculous situation but so I felt a bit panicked by like, oh God, they've like started already. And like, oh, I want our kids. I got obsessed over weird details. I want our kids to be in the same year at school. Like that'd be so nice. Like if we are kids the same age. And I think you do feel like a little bit left out, but then you just have to remind yourself to just go at your own pace. You're in your own little like time frame. Yeah. Um, but I imagine if you're in a group of friends where everyone has a baby and you don't, and you're not in a position where you're even thinking about it, like you said, you just have to find your role within that friendship group. Yeah. And it's okay to step away from things. Like my friend did who stopped going to baby showers for a little bit. And, you know, some of her friends got offended. But I think it's important to like look after yourself and do what's good for your own mental health. A hundred percent. So I've, I've got a friend who all of her friends have had kids and a lot of them like quite recently. So they're all like a similar age. And their WhatsApp group is now just like, what nipple covers do you have? Like, what no, about no. breastfeeding tips? And no. she's like, I would be more than happy for my friends to have a group without me. Yes. Like if you had a group, you probably do with Caroline and Ruth, like just for baby stuff, I would not be offended. I would be like, that is so fine. <laughs> yeah, I've got a friendship group. There's four of us. Three of us have kids now and one doesn't um and yeah we have a separate group called like babies yeah and it's like we only talk about baby crap in there when we need to and it's we never like organize to meet up without her or like it's just a separate group like we don't need to be bombarding her with nipple shields and, and that's the thing i think it's from both sides it's like trying to think and like respect about other people's situations so it's like why don't those girls just realize that perhaps my friend doesn't want to have 84 (laughs) whatsapp notifications about colic for example um and actually just yeah like take take it to another whatsapp group that's completely fine like that is completely 
fine. Um, and then it's really nice every now and again for the friend who doesn't have a baby to be like, hey, girls, how are you? Can you send me some updated pics of the babies? Like, that's always really nice to show like a bit of an interest. Everyone always wants pictures of the babies. That's the thing. Like, you can never send too many pictures of the babies. Like, if I, never. Like, literally, please just send me more. Like, I, the best thing is in the group that we've got with like Caroline and Ruth when you all just send photos of your babies. But then Caroline's children are like 20 and she still sends us photos. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, look at my son and we're like, oh Caroline, that's lovely. <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just being understanding of each other's situations. If you're yeah. the one with the baby, then maybe sometimes when you see your friend, don't go with your baby every now and again. Go so you can catch up properly, just you two. And then the other way around, be considerate of you know, like your tone of voice. Like it's the worst when someone without a kid is like asks to meet up, like at 1.30 and yeah. it's like you know you know the baby's nap at lunchtime like try and be considerate or just be like let's go for lunch like what time works best for you like you're always really good at I, that I, just like you have be to be flexible that's the thing like yeah. I remember asking my editor actually of my book I was just like any advice for I think it was the time that like you were having grace I was like any advice for what to do when your friends have kids like and she was just like be flexible be so flexible just like yeah when is when is good for you because whenever is good for me so like when is good for you and and that's that's like I just think that everyone just needs to be really flexible yeah oh my god I remember see this is before I had a baby my friend SJ had a baby and I remember we like met up we were like meeting up to go for a walk and I text her saying park by this entrance it's much easier to park she like parked somewhere else, was like really late. And for about 20 minutes in the walk, I was like, oh, if you'd parked in the other place, it would have been so much easier to like get in. I was like, kept going on about it. And she was like, Lil, shut up. I'm here. It's okay. And I was like, oh my God. And I, now I would never <laughs> ever do that. Like just, it's so stressful having a baby and parking. And I just didn't understand that at all. I was like, it's just, a, I was trying to make it less stressful for you. And I was like obsessing over it. Be chill, be flexible, be kind, be empathetic to your friends. Like they've just gone through a huge life change. And also things things change and kind of like level out. Like how you felt one month after having Grey is probably very different to how you feel now. Like time, time is good. Let's all be kind to each other. Um, to kind of finish things off, question. How old do you feel in your head? It's <laughs> a hard one. <laughs> Because I definitely feel different than in my 20s, like we said. So, but I think if someone's like, how old are you? Then I'm just like, 28. <laughs> 28, forever 28. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I think like similar, yeah, like mid, mid 20s. I, I love, yeah. I would do recommend asking this question to like the elders in your life. Like I asked this question to my grandma and honestly, my grandma and granddad were like, they still feel 20. And that's just that like the so most adorable shiny. thing. Definitely like ask your elders. But yeah, 25, I reckon, ish. Don't feel 30, that's for sure. 31 I don't feel like I'm going to be 33 this year. What oh the hell? God. But it's good. It's good. This, this is the main aim of the podcast was to be like, turning 30, don't be scared. It's all cool. It's so good. Like seriously, guys, if you're like approaching 30 and you're worried, it's great. Being in your 30s is so great. You just feel like a better human. Agreed. Look forward to it. It's a good thing. Celebrate. Getting older shouldn't be a bad thing. Aging is a privilege. It is an absolute mm-hmm. privilege. So like... Let's just all be very grateful for it. Don't feel rushed. Let's let's just do a monologue. Okay. <laughs> Don't feel rushed to get engaged or if you're single to find a boyfriend, you can do everything in your own time. If you are approaching your 40s and you desperately want kids, there are ways to deal with that and just ignore everyone's pressures. Do everything in your own time. You do you, boo. The end. Mm. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. that's a wrap thank you so much for listening guys we hope you enjoyed that conversation I feel like like we've got a lot more to say on the topic and this will kind of grow into other topics on like other episodes that we do for sure um but yeah hopefully you found it interesting and we do have a topic for next week Lily take it away yeah so I think we should do what we were saying earlier I think next week we should talk about like beauty standards like how women are shown in the media and how it affects us growing up and our body image and our insecurities from like hair to body hair to moles to color of your skin like so many different factors here and i think it's going to be really interesting chat but we want you guys to get involved so 
please head over to our Facebook page at home with. We will leave the link in the show notes and get involved. Ask us some questions. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one also given what we do. We have to look at Mm. pictures and videos of ourselves all day, every day. So that's probably... Have we ever been tempted to use Facetune app? Things like that. That'll be interesting to talk about actually. 100%. Yeah, drop your questions in the Facebook group for that. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. You can find us um, on Instagram or any other platform i'm at lily pebbles anna's at the anna edit and also thank you to our producer and editor joel grove you the man cool that's it tune in next thursday for a new episode guys yeah have a good rest of your week and weekend and we'll chat to you next week see ya bye Bye. we're waving we're waving <laughs> <laughs>